Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing you give to us at this time. We are grateful. Now pray for the spirit of revelation. Give us the spirit of revelation. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the glorious church that you've given to us. We are grateful. We're thankful, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts 20, verse 28. Now, this is our final session. Final, final session. And um, we're looking at Acts 20, 28. I once heard a message. Uh, from this scripture by Derek Prince and I thought to myself it was once uh, one a very blessed message that I enjoyed so I'm going to share with you not that message but something from this verse take heed to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church 
which he has purchased with his own blood. Amen. For I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Amen. Now, you see that first of all, first of all, the Bible says to the glorious church that Paul had built, he said, first of all, take heed to yourself. Amen. Now, take heed to yourselves. You know, it's very important that you look after yourself in the realm of the spirit. Yesterday, we, 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 we were seeing manifestations of demons uh, in the service. Now, I remember years ago, I saw such manifestations. And one of the things that people don't realize about the devil is that he doesn't have two or three aims when he's dealing with you. He doesn't have two aims or three aims. He has only one aim. Do you know what is that aim? In John chapter 8, you see the original and unquoted unquoted aim of the devil. The devil's goal for you, for me, for the church, for all of us, when it is uh, the disguises are removed, you see the original aim of the devil. And what is that? John chapter 8 verse 44. It says, you are of your father the devil and the last of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, when he says from the beginning, he has only one aim. You see, it the original aim of the devil is to kill people. It's a murderer. So when he says from the beginning, it speaks of the origins and the basic reason for existence. And you notice yesterday the demons were saying, which you would think is something strange, I'll kill you. It shows you what you are dealing with is a devil. And that is actually all that it's about. So all your struggles and all our issues are because we are dealing with a murderer who wants to kill. All the diseases, all the accidents, all the events, all that is happening is either the, is try, a, try, a, try, an attempt to kill 
or a frustrated killer who cannot kill, so therefore will do something else to make the existence on this world something horrible. Oh yes. He says from the beginning. This is the original desire of the enemy. So when he says take heed to yourself, he's saying uh, be careful of something or someone who has the intention of killing you. And that is why when you have a revelation medically of something, you have to take it seriously. Like they say, blood pressure, whatever, or something, you have to take it seriously because uh, there is only one intention and it is to kill. Yeah. So when the Bible says, take heed to yourself, it is, you are, what, look after yourself because you are dealing with this is a very short session please but you are dealing with a killer a murderer it's an original unquoted raw intention it is exposed it's always I want to kill you yes I I don't want you to be alive yeah no and that's serious it's very serious I don't want you to talk I don't want you to speak when my father died I noticed one thing was that he wasn't talking I mean when they carried him here they carried him there they had up and down they said he said chief he said no words and that is what say if he can't kill you he wants to simulate death so that's why you see that in attacks that have gone on against the church there has been a lot of attacks toward me personally what you say don't say because when you are alive you will speak yeah. don't say this yeah. somebody was saying I shouldn't curse Our cursing is in the bible Jesus cares the fig tree Jesus cares the fig tree Moses has chapters of curses it's biblical. There are times when a curse is warranted and it's necessary. In Lamentations chapter 3, 65. Is that 63 or 64? 65. Give them sorrow and thy curse unto them. Yeah. You can't tell somebody not to curse. You don't have to love cursing. You don't have to curse often. But there's an occasion for curses. It's a very biblical thing. Jeremiah said, give them sorrow and, and thy curse unto them. Satan wants you to be quiet. Doesn't want you to talk. You see, because, because I'm alive and I'm here, you see all the things I'm saying. I'm speaking about the glorious church. There's no spot, no wrinkle. This is why he doesn't want. So, so at this man, we should finish him off so that you not say all these things again. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that is why it's not only me they want to think. That little girl, 
and the umu, everybody. Ah, this man is talking too much. And we don't want what he's saying. Because the end of an anointing is the death of the person. In the person. The anointing in the person. Unless it's on other people. Yes, that's why the end of Hitler's evil was only happened with his death. And since that evil was not intended to end till it ended, nothing could kill him. There were 42 attempts to kill Hitler. 42. It was only when he himself took his own life that he died. But no, no, nothing could kill him till then. So take heed to yourselves. Watch out for yourselves. Amen. Very, very important in the glorious church. Yes. Watch out for yourselves. So if I was to give you uh, some advice just based on experience. Do you see? Which is what when I heard Derek Prince sharing, he said, oh, he's going to give uh, four points. But these points are his personal experience. Yeah. But he says it may not apply to you. So what I'm sharing may not apply to you, but I'll share it with you. Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Number one. Waiting on God is the first way which you, ha- you can take heed to yourself. Yes. Waiting on God. Waiting on God is something that is like a program. It's like a convention. Just like a convention that you plan. Yeah. When you haven't had it, you feel that you haven't done a church program. Yeah. Anyone who calls you when you are waiting on God and you tell the person, I'm in a meeting. Do you see? That is you and God. You are in a serious meeting and you can't come out of the boardroom now. It is true. Yes. Why? Why? Because what happened in the Garden of Gethsemane was Jesus' only assurance that the events that were happening were being guided by the Holy Spirit. Prayer before, not during, and not after, is your only guarantee that circumstances and events that are happening are being controlled by God without prayer before the different things that happen you can't be sure because who knows whether what is happening is something that God is doing or is it the devil who is doing or is it circumstances 
or what is happening but when Jesus went into the garden to wait on the Lord he said you guys stay here it means that so many things that were happening when he said thy will be done it meant that the things that happened were being guided by the Lord Amen when when uh, a man hears advice from his wife how many know that he may or may not take the advice does he often take the advice <laughs> sometimes he takes it isn't it sometimes he doesn't isn't it yes so when 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 a a, 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 um, a, a, a woman has advice my husband you, you can't tell how it's going to go yes so when Pontius Pilate's wife came with a dream to Pontius Pilate that this man said normally I don't say anything about your work but last night I had a dream about your prisoner that is not a normal man don't have anything to do with it did he obey her advice no he didn't that's why we say in the apostles creed that suffered under Pontius but his name is mentioned and that's why wife was trying to prevent that oh yes one day some people came to see a certain pastor's wife and they told her go and see your husband and advise him about this so she went to see the husband and said look I want to advise you about this do you know what the man said the pastor said to her who told you that you can advise me he said who told, who told you that you can advise me huh? then he told her the advice you are giving me is witchcraft yeah. Then he told her, you don't fly in the night. You don't drink blood, but you are a witch. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is his response to the advice. You don't fly in the night. You don't drink blood, but you are a witch. And that was the end of the advice. So you never, and she was surprised. And the other pastors, the other people who were giving advice were surprised. Because for advice, there you, you don't know it can go like this, it can go like this. He could have said, ah, 
My wife said to me this and that. So there are so many ways in which things can go. You're waiting on God and your prayer before is your only safety and your only guarantee that whatever they say, whatever happens, whatever circumstance unfolds, this is God's hand working in your life. So waiting on God as a convention that you've planned. Plan your conventions for the year, including your meetings with God. Plan it. Plan your conventions. Yes. I've not yet seen anyone who actually does well. Who, who doesn't wait on God. Most of the pastors don't wait on God. Yes, most. I mean, you wouldn't come to Anakazo and come and see. 90, 95% of our pastors we didn't come and find him alone. You will see some pastors from other churches. It's always the individual. And of course, some pastors from our church, but not many. Compared to the number of pastors that we have. That's, what are you doing here? Is there a meeting? Oh, no. You do not see. Uh, you you pastors. It should be strange. To be like seeing a leopard. I mean, moving around. Yeah. And you see. Ultimately, you are dealing with a spiritual thing. Your survival, your life, the decisions that are taken about you. Somebody who will decide to marry you. Somebody who will change his mind. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. As we have been through various crises, we have met different people, everybody with his own mind. Some in favor, some not in favor. It depends on the person. Some liars, some fake. But if you have prayed, you know that the Lord himself is guiding you. So if I was to give you one piece of advice just off the cuff I would say waiting on the Lord is one of your greatest secrets yes to maintain a glorious church having no spot or no wrinkle because when you see the spots and the wrinkles you say wow what is this amen Sit down. Number two. I said I was just giving you some advice. The next piece of advice that I would give to you if I had to give you some advice about yourself is the spirit of revelation. Yes. I know it's not something you may know or think about, but the spirit of revelation is one of the most important spirits 
you need in your life, especially in relation to your freshness and relevance. Yes, in relation to God, in the spirit of revelation. What is the spirit of revelation? To reveal is to show, especially a sudden flash. If you check the meaning of revelation, it's like a sudden release of new information. You see, at this camp, for instance, in Ephesians 1.17, he says that we pray. When Paul was praying for the church, he, he, it was the main prayer. He said, what I pray for you is that God father of our lord jesus may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation now the first time i got to hear of the spirit of revelation was from kenneth Hagin. he said that of all that he prays for the one thing that he has prayed for most of all do you see is the spirit of revelation and I believe that the spirit of revelation, I'm just saying for you, for anyone who is trying to serve the Lord, is one of the most important things. How does it manifest? The spirit of revelation manifests when you are reading your Bible. When you are reading your Bible, you see, when the spirit of revelation is there he reveals to you a lot of great things that are in the bible you know people want to have visions and to say jesus came jesus did this and all that but the bible you see when it is revealed uh, now, if you take Jesus in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he came, even if you read from verse 16, 16, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. He went to the synagogue, verse 17, and there was delivered to him the Bible. Then he opened the Bible, okay, and found a place. Then what did he do? He read the scripture, Isaiah 61. But he read it. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Okay? He has anointed me. Okay? Verse 19. Wow, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then verse 20. He drops the bombshell. Everybody was looking at him. And then he said in verse 21 day that's the spirit of revelation it has been revealed to me that this scripture is happening jesus read one scripture and it was revealed to him that it was real from his quiet time and his life opened to a new dimension Jesus can read a scripture and start his ministry based on a scripture that he has read which he came to share in church 
that this scripture is happening now then it's likely that your life can change if the spirit of revelation as for the things they are written there but if it's revealed to you in a way everything of your life I mean Jesus transformed from a carpenter into a worldwide world fame in fact to the most famous person in the world absolutely one day I was lying on a blue carpet in my father's hotel and I was reading from my quiet and first Timothy 4 and verse 15 meditate upon these things give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all and then suddenly I don't know whether you can give me the meaning of the word revelation yeah yes especially at the bottom an enlightening or astonishing disclosure an enlightening or astonishing disclosure yeah huh where is that pleasant often enlightening surprise yes astonishing and what enlightening disclosure an astonishing or enlightening disclosure there are many and enlightening disclosures that will change your whole life so your whole bible is going to change to you recently the holy spirit showed me this one when jesus stood and said the spirit of the lord is upon me he showed me said look jesus believed the scripture and that was how he started his ministry when I read give thyself holy look I got up from the carpet blue carpet my driver was driving my tipper truck with the manager I had two employees I called them because I had had an astonishing disclosure that I should give myself wholly to the ministry. Yeah. And you are profiting from it today. My profiting is appearing. astonishing disclosure I called them and I told them come to airport area there were cars there that very day come and park the car there so what I said park it it's now for sale 
for sale. Yes. Based on an astonishing and enlightening disclosure. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tarama Shumadista Aramandos the spirit of revelation will reveal important people to you the spirit of revelation will reveal people even people that you don't know the spirit of revelation will bring people surprising people surprises people who everybody knows but doesn't get blessed from the person when the spirit of revelation comes he will expose people to you you know as for me i've listened to their prince before and i find i i when you listen to his voice he doesn't raise his voice even i tell you that no there's nothing like that he speaks an oxford monotone continuous so i've listened to him before one night I was praying, that's the spirit of revelation. And I went to my study and I came back and my wife was also listening to a message. And she was, I think she was in bed and the, the thing was placed. So I came to the room and I heard Derek praying and he was, he was, he said something. So I just moved around a bit and I was listening to what? So then I said, where did you get this message from? And I said, ah, maybe I have to find more. Go and get more. So I, I decided to go and get more. God was revealing the reprints to me in a certain way. Yeah? That was the spirit of revelation. <laughs> Two people that... God, two people that uh, became important in my life, I saw them accidentally on television. I had no plans of knowing them. I just sat down like this. Both of them, I was waiting on God. Both of them were accidents. Both of them were unusual. I just sat there. And suddenly that person was on I said, ah. I don't, I don't know. God was revealing the person to me that this person is important to know. Spirit of revelation is one of the most important spirits. The way the spirit of revelation worked in Kenneth Hagin's ministry was in the abundance of visions that changed his whole life and ministry. When he was in a man, a divorcee's house, a divorcee who had married a second woman, and Jesus appeared to him for more than two hours and told him how the man got divorced, what the first wife did, then he gave him a message for the divorcee pastor. He said, Tell my friend. He called, can I take it? He called the divorced pastors. My friend, he said, tell my friend that this and that and that. Oh, yes. Tell my friend. The spirit of revelation will cause you to have dreams that have meanings. 
Yes. Apart from other dreams, the, whole, the spirit of revelation will cause you to have dreams that have meanings. The spirit of revelation will show you suddenly. It's an enlightening disclosure about a person and about people. The spirit of revelation will show you great things that make a difference in your life. Lift your hand and pray for the spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. Number three, sit down. The first one I gave you was what? Waiting on God. The second was the spirit of revelation. The third is the books. Yes. As Paul said, and the books. Now, God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. And when Jesus went away, he gave us a book, the Bible. Books are a blessing. And books, I just want to say something. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, eh, no matter who you are, you cannot deny that 99.9% of all that you know about God comes from a book, the Bible. Yes. What do you know about God? Where do you know God? Where do you know God? Where do you know Joseph? David? Solomon? Abraham? Isaac? Jacob? Jesus? Peter? John? Angel Michael? Gabriel? Where do you know? The book? To degrade or to trivialize the relevance of a book is to degrade perhaps the biggest pipe through which all your waters are coming through is to shut it off 
and you'll be left with something. Yeah. Even when I read books, and the book, that's what makes me disconnect from. So you somebody ask, how do you know a good book? When the book doesn't link me to the Bible, usually the book doesn't last for me. Yeah, I don't really understand the point. The person, the person may have a very beautiful title, but it doesn't link me to something that I'm learning from the Bible. I think uh, I lose focus and concentration on the book. That's why in my books you see there's a point, but after that there's a scripture. And the scripture even sometimes we capitalize part of the scripture to show you the part of the scripture that we are linking to the point. Amen. All through this camp I'm preaching from one of my books, which you have. From the beginning to the end. I'm preaching from one of my books, but you don't know. Yes. Which you have. <laughs> when you find, you see all the points, the points I've given, you see the number one, number two, number three. Yes. And there are things in books which can change your life. And you see, I think that People trivialize, especially the Bible. They try to minimize or make it less than it is. The Bible is the main thing. And if you see something in my book, it's linking it to the Bible. The Bible is the word of God is linked. So it's not, I'm not saying something else. What would I know? I mean, where, where have I been to learn anything that I will know anything? I've not been for any studies. And the books. All through my life, I can say that it's as though God has, I don't know if you have seen at Akosombo, they have some pipes where the water comes through. Maybe in your life and ministry, there are five pipes, huge ones. But in the realm of the spirit, each of those pipes is a book. And there are five major books which are the five huge pipes through which God is going to bless you. The biggest of the pipes and the most prominent is the Bible. And all the other pipes are connected to it somehow because they are around it. Yes. Years ago, a little book was given to me. Yes, a small book like this. It was called Plead Your Case by Kenneth Young. When I read it, through that book, I was introduced to the name Kenneth Hagen. There are sometimes some book is just to introduce you to a name. Yeah. You may never know the effect of books. And through that, I got to know Kenneth Hagen in secondary school. About 10 years of listening to Kenneth Hagen. One day, I was in a room praying on my knees. And, and out of that tape recorder, 
jammed something and entered into my belly. And I heard a voice saying, from today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. And I'm teaching. I'm teaching. Yes. And you see, I'm still teaching. I was teaching last night. Whose son is he? Whose son is he? Enlightening disclosures. <laughs> There's a book somewhere that you need. Don't be spooky. Don't be mystical. It's a book. I God, God spoke. Uh, the Bible is the main way by which you know God. Whoever you are, mention the greatest prophet you know. It's the Bible. Abraham, Hagen, all of them. Recently, one of these prophets, famous prophet, international prophet, he called my son. He spoke to him for a lot. I don't know how he knows all these people. He told him, your father's books, I have all. Then he started to take pictures and send to him. He said, I have every single one of these. I'm talking about big time prophets. Oh, yes. One time I spoke to another prophet. Big time. I mean, when you say big, like one of the biggest he said in your books. In fact, one day I saw him teaching many are called, and he was just going through the points like that with a blackboard on television. Oh, yes. Books, no matter who you are, there will be a book. So, as I'm walking around here, you know, it's like, what book is there? You rarely find me without a book. If you open my iPad, you see that I'm reading a book. Yeah, or two books, or so. the same, often similar books. Because I've, when I look at them, pipe, I say, This pipe, it brings water. That's why Paul said, And the books, but especially the parchments and the books. The cloak that I left, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments so if I was to give you some advice take heed to yourselves number one I would say waiting on God is your guarantee for so many things waiting on God you see when I asked you to come from Uganda to Accra I could have not I could have not asked you to come to Accra. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. How can you know that what decision I will take is actually good or is not good? You can't really know. What about if I've not eaten breakfast and I'm feeling angry? Do you see? So no problem about that. When you wait on the Lord and you pray, oh yes. Even if I made a mistake, it's for your glory. I need to make a mistake for your sake. Yes. Yes. 
Oh yes. The second thing is the spirit of revelation. Yes. Look, through the spirit of revelation, God is going to constantly bring you into the new and the fresh. Yes, the new and the fresh. You not become a historical pastor. So in those days, we were the ones. We used to. No, 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 no. Used to as so what? Used to as so what? Now, current. You must be floating on current revelation. Current revelation from the Lord. Current visions. Current disclosures. Enlightening disclosures from the Lord. Number three. Books. And the books. Number four. And the last. Because I said I'm giving you four. If I was to give you four things. Just, you know, as advice. Are you listening to me? Oh, yes. Oh, I love this scripture. If I was to give you four things. Number one is what? Hmm. Say and waiting on God. Hmm. Number two. Spirit of revelation. Now say it in the spirit of revelation. Oh yes. Number three. Hmm. Number four. And the will of God. The will of God. Now, doing the will of God is so important in your life. you serve God well your options will increase as to the things you can do you see your convener Bishop Jude he can do other things and apart from everything else he's also an engineer and he can do engineering he can do engineering as you serve the Lord, your options will increase. This is a message for a good person. It's not a message for someone who is doing bad things. And it's like, should you stop the bad and do the good? This is a message for people that are doing good things. But then, the will of the Lord. What? Which one is the will of the Lord? Like all the people that work for me, you know, 
you have to do what I want if you are, your duty is to help me. If you do what you want, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. Yes. It doesn't help me. You know, one, a certain brother said he doesn't like his wife again. And I was asking, what is the problem? Are you with me? He had so many issues. One of the things he said, Yes, she does this, she does this, she does. Then he came to the area of sex and he said, And she has sex with me in her own way. She has sex what? In her own way. How she thinks it is to be done. <laughs> How she thinks it should be done. Meanwhile, she's not the one who needs an erection. She doesn't need anything like that. Erection is a factor of excitement and happiness. It's not a, a, a factor of desire. Desire is there, but there's no excitement. She does, she does it in her own way. Now, there are people who are doing the ministry in their own way. In your own way. And when you do things in your own way, you lose favor. Yes. You know light soup. You know light soup. Do you like light soup? Yeah. How many of you can make light soup for me too? Uh, can make light soup for me. <laughs> you don't know because You don't know. You see, that's why when you raise us, oh, I can't make it. Most of the light soup, most of the light soup that people make in their own way. Even the smell of it, I can't stand it. Not even the soup, the smell. I can't stand it. But I eat light soup. But in your own way, any any time I come to a house where there's that smell, I can't I can't stand it. Yeah. One day or oh, went somewhere, somebody came to that side. I said, No. You cannot stay here. You cannot stay here. You cannot stay here. Meanwhile, I asked my wife to make light soup for me. She will bake it and I'll I'll eat it. In my way. So serving God, eh? it's not about oh I'll, I'll do this for God. I'll do this for God. What is God's way and His will? Yes. So this is a message for good people. If you want to be relevant, 
to God. Important to God. Liked by God. Wanted by God. And serve Him in your own way. In your own time. How you feel like doing it. One time Rejoiner said that he had a vision. And the Lord told him that he had given him a book to write and has not published it in time. And that he was late. Then he showed the scripture. He said, who is that good servant who gives meat to his household in season? That this, you should be giving the meat in due season. Not just for any time. The meat must come fast. You are going to stop serving God in your way. So I'll come full time, but later when I'm now, you see, later when I finish setting the but you see, at this camp, we have had an astonishing and enlightening disclosure, and we have realized that I mean, a yomo who wants to. So now that I'm a yomo, I'm coming to the Lord, to the house of the Lord. Now that I'm a yomo. Now that I'm tired, now that I'm an old man, now that I have uh, joint pains, now that I can't move as I used to move, I'm ready for Jesus now. I'm ready for Jesus. Here am I. Send me. Jesus, send me. Send me. Send me to the ends of the world. I'm now an old man. Even my company wants to lay me off. You can send me now, Jesus. I'm having haircut on my debt exchange. Send me Jesus, send me to the end of the world. If you want to be useful, I look at the scripture, he said he, he give them meat in due season. You want God to always like you. I'm talking to good people. I'm talking to people who do God's work. I'm talking to you. I'm saying, take heed to yourself. First John 2, 17. It says, the world passes away. The world loses its importance. And the last thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Or remains relevant always. When you do the will of God, you remain relevant and important all the time he that doeth the will of God he, he stays it's like he's always important yes he abides forever he's, he remains in the front he remains important he remains relevant he remains something that is wanted by what? Doing the will of God. Doing the will of God. Not your will. In your way. God told Moses, For you, I'll show you my ways. I'll show you my ways. The others, they'll see my acts. But my ways, how I go about things. God has his ways. Yes. You may make light soup for God. And before you realize, you have been asked to leave the house. Now, I remember on two different occasions where I, I asked them, leave the house. Leave the house. 
leave the house. This thing, I don't want it here. In my small environment, I don't need this thing. And I'm sure you are wondering, what is it? Yes, it's a mystery. <laughs> Everybody standing. with you something I've not really shared before. Yes. Take heed unto yourselves. Take heed. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for blessing us with a glorious church, changing our lives, sending us off on a good note that we may take heed to ourselves love you and serve you all the days of our lives let there be truly a manifest glorious church having no spot having no wrinkle or any such thing and cause your church to be holy with the spirit of holiness without spot without blemish all the days of our lives we love you Jesus we thank you father for your great blessing for all of us in Jesus name and everyone said amen God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages information on upcoming events and so much more make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day and remember god has not given you the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind